0: Letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local
1: with Tuesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Laura Oaks. Today's stories include a return to normal for graduating high school students, an update on our flood potential, and two big game fives for the Wolves and Wild tonight. But we'll start with the legalization of recreational cannabis passed by the Minnesota House.
2: There being 71 ayes and 59 nays, the bill is passed as amended and as title agreed to. The recreational marijuana
1: bill passes by a vote of 71 to 59, largely along party lines. DFL representative Jessica Hansen says the bill addresses equity and will ultimately provide safe access to cannabis.
2: This bill is about so much more than just legalizing cannabis. It is on point with today's theme of improving safety while honoring justice and civil rights. It's about reparation and reconciliation. It's about doing better because we know better.
1: Republican Representative Kristen Robbins says the bill will only further victimize those struggling with substance abuse issues. You stand with the advocates of cannabis. I am standing with parents who have lost their children, people who are in recovery, counselors, and doctors who have given their lives for people who are fighting substance use disorder. The Senate vote on the bill is scheduled for Friday. The debate over legalizing marijuana in Minnesota includes discussions on driving under the influence. AAA Minnesota's Meredith Mitz telling WCCO's Adam Carter today that determining the level of impairment is different between alcohol and cannabis. If you've had four or five drinks, you're at that 0.08 and above limit. You're not okay to drive. It's
2: very cut and dry. This is where you are at. This how impaired you are. With cannabis, we're seeing that the presence of THC does not necessarily mean you are still impaired.
1: Mit says no matter if it's alcohol or cannabis, it's always a smart decision not to operate a vehicle after ingesting anything that could impair your judgment. This afternoon, Governor Walls providing an update on the state's current spring flooding outlook and statewide preparations.
2: Barring any unforeseen rain event, the state is looking pretty good in this year's spring flood fight.
1: We saw some pretty heavy rain, especially in the the Mississippi-St. Croix Basin, um, and we're seeing some of the crest change a little bit. I think the good news is, once again, the... uh, the preparations that were put in place still at this point in time, we've not seen extensive damage either to homes or to uh, public infrastructure.
2: Governor Tim Walls says we're still not out of the woods yet though, so people should remain cautious. He's also asking everyone to stay off the water after several people were seen canoeing on the swollen Mississippi River in St. Paul. In Brooklyn Center, Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Meanwhile, our cool temps are going to be joined by more rain and even snow in the next
1: few days. WCCO Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas has the details. One more spasm of chilly air. I don't think we'll see any accumulating snow here this weekend so we got that going for us but uh there is a chance of a shower or two tomorrow night maybe a rumble of thunder on Thursday some steadier rain Friday then this sprawling storm is set to stall over Michigan it's not my fault it's Michigan's fault uh and and that storm is just going to sit there for the better part of 2 to 3 days pulling in chilly air from Canada so we're looking at a cold rain Probably not steady. It'll be showery Saturday and Sunday. Even into Monday and Tuesday, some light showers may linger. So three, four days... A fairly foul, chilly weather. After a drop during the COVID pandemic, new numbers from the State Department of Education show more Minnesota high school students are graduating on time. While that's an increase statewide over the past two years, the inner cities continue to struggle, with just 76.7% of Minneapolis students and just over 75% of St. Paul students graduating on time. State Education Commissioner Willie Jett telling Vanita Sakar on the WCCO Morning News, both districts are doing the tough work to turn things around.
0: They are putting in all those extra supports for students that are working with families and I'm confident in Superintendent Goffey, I'm confident in Minneapolis Public Schools, I'm confident in those the urban settings that they are doing all that they can do and will continue to do even more.
1: The report also shows graduation rates statewide for American Indian, Black and students who identify as two or more races increased significantly. For the second day in a row, a Minneapolis mosque was damaged
0: by a fire. Several people, including children, were evacuated from a mosque Monday evening in the Phillips neighborhood and no one was hurt. It's not known if the incident connected to a fire that damaged Mall 24's mosque Sunday night. Surveillance video from that incident shows a man carrying a brown bag into the mall and lighting it on fire. Care Minnesota's Jaylani Hussein. We averted a major tragedy. You know, the amount of liquid that he brought to cause the harm that we're expecting here, you know, this mall could have been engulfed. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara spoke Monday evening. This is now uh, potentially an act of arson that occurred in a house of worship. So now it is potentially a federal offense. People inside the mosque were able to chase the suspect out of the building Sunday and extinguish the fire. Minneapolis police officials say there will be an increased presence at the mall in the coming days. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: Authorities have identified the two 10 year old classmates who were killed in an ATV crash over the weekend in Washington County. Lexi Marie Gibson and Savannah Lee Kekrich died Saturday after their ATV rolled on private property in Afton. Both girls were in the combined fourth and fifth grade class at New Heights School in Stillwater.
2: Two Minnesota families are going through heartbreak after three children, two 10 year olds and a 13 year old, died in ATV accidents. Amber Ladd is with the DNR. She says state law. Law requires that you be 12 or over and have taken a safety course to ride on public land, but not so for private land. She says children tend to have a hard time operating the vehicles. They're usually not able to sit and reach, like, the foot pegs right, being fully upright, able to reach the controls and the handlebars properly. And if there's an emergency, like losing control, so they might not be able to grip the handlebars and have the strength. Uh, to be able to maneuver that ATV. She says they are urging people to get out and enjoy the outdoors, but to do so carefully, keeping a close eye on young riders. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Construction of a new
1: baseball field at a North Minneapolis park is getting delayed by a year. Mark Fry reports. That
0: baseball field at Bethune Park will host North High School baseball games. Daniel Elias is a design project manager with the Minneapolis Park Board and says the projects received grants from both the Minnesota Twins Community Fund and the Hennepin County Youth Sports Program. That's going to allow us to build a scoreboard and irrigate the field and provide player protection you know, dugouts, enhanced spectator seating, potentially a batting cage and, and some other elements that will really make this sort of like a, an enhanced baseball field beyond what we typically have in many of our neighborhood parks. Work on the project was supposed to get underway this summer. Unfortunately, crews are working to clean up contaminated soil at the park, delaying construction until next summer.
1: There's a new plan for the Walls family's new digs. The University of Minnesota Board of Regents has approved a deal to rent its Mississippi River mansion East Cliff to Governor Tim Walls and his family while the current governor's residence undergoes renovations. The cost to the state would be roughly $66,000 as opposed to an earlier plan to rent a home on Sunfish Lake that would have cost roughly $330,000. University President Joan Gable will be moving out of East Cliff soon after announcing she's leaving to take a new job as chancellor of the University of Pittsburgh. Some emotional debate on the Senate floor as lawmakers took up the omnibus education bill. I don't want to create a big stir here. I just wanted to have a good discussion.
2: Republican State Senator Jim Abler tried on several occasions to amend the education bill, proposing that they rework some of the language of certain parts of it pertaining to race and ethnic studies. I'm
1: not trying to raise the temperature in the Senate.
2: His amendment drew the ire of CFL Senator Irmae Quaid, who says after the death of George Floyd, many of her constituents came to her wondering about systemic racism. I
1: feel awful that I didn't know. I wish I would have learned this in school. I can't believe I didn't learn this in school. A
2: portion of the education bill includes teaching students ethnic studies and sharing some of the country's past and current discretions. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: Finally, there are two big game fives for both the Timberwolves and the Wild tonight. The Wild are in Dallas, tied two-two in that series. But head coach Dean Evason says home ice hasn't meant much so far.
0: I don't know if it means all that much. Uh, it probably goes series to series, depending on who who you're playing. And certainly, both teams in this series, as you said, we've both won in each other's building so um, gives us uh, obviously a lot of uh, optimism. One hundred nine, one hundred eight is the count. 22 seconds left to go in overtime. And with the ball in his hands, he's got 31. Off a of Conley screen, switched on to Gordon. Seven to shoot, 15 seconds to go in the game. And frees himself, fires on a right wing, three and hits! Anthony Edwards delivers again! 34 on the evening, a four-point lead with 11 seconds.
1: And for the Timberwolves, it's been all about the amazing play of Anthony Edwards as they try to climb out of a three-and-one hole in Denver. Head coach Chris Finch says the playoff experience Edwards is getting is invaluable.
0: Yeah, you know he's he's building on what he did last year in the playoffs, which is which is impressive. You know, for a player of his age, um, we know he's not afraid of the moment. Uh, you know, he's seeing a lot of different defenses and looks and stuff like that. Um, but the most important thing is his experience, He's just going through this. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we've said it many times in, in and around our facility, like the biggest shame about like Nas and Jaden not playing is it's not because we can't have matchups or we can't use the, you know, of course we missed the production and all that stuff. But it, the biggest shame is that those guys aren't getting the experience of playing playoff basketball at this point in the career. And all the way out to mid court, flexing for the crowd, screaming at the top of his lungs. The young man has risen to the occasion. He's been unbelievable the last three games.
1: Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCOradio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO.